Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another week and another episode of Ballin' Out Super. I'm your host, Lawson Leong, a.k.a. Lawson Phoenix, a.k.a. The Man Who Conquered Fire, a.k.a. The Perfect Shade of Brown. And with me, as always, is Benel Hermosum. It's me. Hi. He's the co-host of Tim. That's me. At tea time. Hi, I'm Mr. I agree. Hi, I'm I'm Mr. Jim Mosin. I I'm me. It's me. It's him. Existence <laughs> existence is torture, Jerry. <laughs> I'm Mr. Jermosin. Look at him. Existence is torture to to a to a Jermosin, Jerry. <laughs> Fix the hitch in your golf swing. Like um. I'm like never related more to a character. It's like existence is torture, Jerry. I like a character don't exist to do tasks. I'm like, wow. How do they know me? How do they know me? It's like one of my favorite like uh, side jokes in Rick and Morty is when Rick just casually makes a little robot that passes butter. <laughs> what is my purpose? You pass butter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> At least that robot knows what his purpose is. He's trapped passing butter for all of his existence. Well, he doesn't have to be. He just acknowledges that was what he was made for. It doesn't mean that's what he needs to continue to do. That's technically true, except what power could he possibly wield? All he knows how to do is pass butter. Rick well, didn't give him any other functions. <laughs> that's true. Hey, Dutchies. Hey, one thing. If anime, if anime told me anything, is that one... You can use your useless powers in creative ways to solve problems. That is, uh, that is true. That's the the foundation anime was built on. I'm a rubber man. I ate the rubber rubber fruits, and now I'm a rubber man. Yeah. Um. Law <laughs> that I got a dream. You want to? You got a dream? You want to tell us? You want to tell Tell us about your dream. I actually, I did have a dream. Is it, wait, is your dream to find a what? Out of the question, is it a dream to find the One Piece? No, no, it was not. Oh. I deferred that dream. Much like Langston Hughes. <laughs> um, so, I I don't know if anyone out there has experienced this. You ever have a dream? You ever world build in your dreams? Like, you ever have a dream? Absolutely. And you realize, Absolutely. oh, I've been in this world before. <laughs> Yeah, like you wake up and you're like, oh, I keep going back to that world. Like I build, been building on it. So I have this yeah, recurring dream that I am a pro wrestler in a local company, and I've had a, I've dreamt in there enough that I just won the mid card title. <laughs> oh, nice. So like, because I, I remember I've had other dreams where like I like went like I started day one and I had dreams where I trained. And then I had, like, <laughs> dreams where, like, I debuted on a show. And so the most recent one I had yesterday was I won, a, like, the mid-card title. But the way it is is the world champion of this local indie is, like, an actual, like, um, you know, like, touring, touring wrestler. So he's not really mm. around. So I'm being, like, dependent on to draw. Uh, mm. And I just got... So I, I just... So it was actually two dreams ago I won the mid-card title. And then this yesterday... Um, I was, even though I'm the mid-card champion, right, I, I, I uh, I, di I didn't have a title defense, instead, <laughs> I was in a triple threat with Eddie Kingston and Ortiz, 
who were, you know, Eddie's not really doing any dates as much anymore, but, um, yeah, and it was for Eddie's, uh, like, Continental Crown title. It's a dream, so it doesn't all completely make sense, like what would happen in real life, right? Eddie, but, well, here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I got thoughts. Just tell me. Finish, finish so I think, story. yeah. So I think what happened was. So you remember when um, CM Punk told that story about him and Eddie wrestling, and then Eddie was like the mm-hmm. IC champion for real, or the European, let's say. Yeah. And he put the title against um, on the line against Punk for real. So I think this was the situation I booked in my head. Except instead of like Eddie and Ray, I put Eddie Kingston instead of Eddie Guerrero and Ray Mysterio. I put Eddie Kingston and Ortiz in because they just had a tag match on Collision, right? So they're probably top of mind. And Eddie was like, you know, three titles guy, and I'm like, you know, I am the mid card champion of this indie event. <laughs> and so I think in my dream, obviously I like like my character, which is me, I guess, really wanted to wrestle Eddie, so I like really part like parlayed for the match, and it would have been the world champion, but I don't know who the world champion is in this, but it's like someone who's like a big indie name, so they're not around, like the Torrent, right? So yeah. I got the main events. And this is like only my second main event. The first was when I won whatever the mid-card title is. And this is my Damn. second main. But the main thing I remember about the dream, the thing is, this is all like information. The, the thing that actually happens in the dream is the entrances. It's like I, it's like Ortiz comes out, then Eddie comes out with the three titles, gets a massive pop. But then I come out with my title, and I also got a pop. And that's like the main thing I remember. <laughs> I don't even think the match happened. I think I woke up before the match happened. It's like it's just all it ends like with us just doing entrances, but like yeah, the visual was just Eddie coming out with the three titles and then me coming out with this little indie title, but also being over, and that was the serotonin my body did to keep me alive while I close while I'm at the back end of this illness <laughs> that I have. So, so <laughs> I I've. You yes, know, you want to get metaphysical up in this piece. Sure. Sometimes I think about when it because because you know how you know quantum particles work. Like yeah. quantum particles are entangled and stuff. What if the human consciousness is entangled in such a way to allow you to experience things in a dreamlike state when your conscious mind is shut down, your semi and your subconscious mind is uh operating wouldn't it be fun because sometimes you had those dreams where it's almost mm. like you're living a different life yes where you're like engaging in a different existence and yeah um you know what if like that is when you are li- that is when your brain is con is entangled to this other loss and in, in another in a reality where you um and really where you're you started training and you became a pro wrestler and you're now an indie level guy and you, they brought in a guy for you to wrestle yeah because you know they were because they need you to draw at their local fed yeah and like i think have, <laughs> yeah uh, and no. i like that i like that notion and what i also love about this is like <laughs> i don't like again this is like unconscious right but i think i, yeah. I scope myself as the cm punk Wrestling Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, but in this case, it's Eddie Kingston and Ortiz, right? But I think yeah. it also happened because I think funnily I put Ortiz in because I don't think I'm gonna eat the fall in the match. <laughs> I think Eddie's gonna beat Ortiz, <laughs> which is really hilarious to me that my brain did that unconsciously. Because yeah. it's like, what? I like, mean, what do I care? Like, I don't, 
Right. I don't think I give a Definitely. shit. I think the promoter was like, well, I just belted up. I'm not going to have him well, lose I his first have... match. Because <laughs> I don't care. I'll lose to Eddie, obviously. But, like, it's the idea that, like, oh, I don't know, man. I just put my fucking bullshit made the card any title on him. Did <laughs> so, Ortiz do the job? Is that fine? <laughs> like, I just, again, it's completely unconscious, right? I think that's it, part of it. it. Is but, like, but I was like, this is how it would happen. Like, the promoter wouldn't want to just put his new champion up against, you know, uh, against that, because then I have to lose, obviously, right? So that's why Ortiz is kind of here. <laughs> but I'm just, like, hyped to have the match, obviously. And, you know, and, yeah, so. And I probably am a little embarrassed about it, because I'm like, I shouldn't even be beating Ortiz. Like, I'm a fucking indie guy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> He's on TV. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, well, yeah, you're mid-card. Like the promoter asked you to, but I have to like pretend, right? Like when I when I show up, I have to like, oh yeah, I'm the guy, I'm the mid card indie champion. Like I have to, you know, I have to you're play just, the role. I'm sure, but, I'm sure in the back, you're very thankful and like, really yeah. No, I've, I'm actually even a little embarrassed about it, honestly. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm yeah, kind of embarrassed that I'm not good. taking the fall. I know if Lawson if Lawson wanted to be a wrestler, he could. He just has good. He has the good wrestling night. Bro, all I want to do is lose. Um, if I re- all I want to do is lose ever. Like I just, <laughs> I just Brother, I'm telling you right now, I'm amazed whenever anybody puts me over. Yeah. But when any promoter goes like, Yeah, I'm gonna put you over I'm gonna put ham over. I am like I'm like, Are you sure? I'm a pig. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm a pig. <laughs> yeah. Brother, are you sure? Like I designed this character so that if he loses be okay i just love the obviously because it's like this is like my dream that's world, the thing. Right? i don't think a lot of people <laughs> yeah like again this is and this is not my dream world does not i didn't world build myself to being like the aw champion or in new japan or whatever i'm like an indie mid carter who like oh this is the other big rub i got was <laughs> again the, the the vast realism of my dream world is the show that I so, uh, the show that I won the title when I made it, my first main event, attendance was up by like a hundred people. That's a, uh, <laughs> so like brother. the Booker's like yo, I th- that's why that's why he doesn't want to beat me also because he thinks I'm like brother, a hot hand. If you in real life brought an I know of indie indie to a hundred people, you would be booked like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like it's so it's it's they like. Would book you? <laughs> Have you? They would have you beating Ortiz with Eddie Kingston and then stacking them both. It's like uh, a tennis one from a four hundred to five hundred. It's like it's like a you know it's not like a little, it, it's a relatively a decent second. ending, really, brother. Yeah, you, it's relatively decent. Four hundred. It's a big ending. It's a big ending. Yeah, yeah. That's a big ending. It's a big ending. Again, it is a dream world, right. right? It's a dream world, right? All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. not like I was like waiting for all this shoe to drop here. But it, it's it's a dream it's a dream version of an indie, you know. It's not like so it is fantastical, but it's not like again, it's not like I'm like main eventing double or nothing, painting MJF. It's like this is like my this is where my brain goes. Not you and Ishii and Kurgan Hall. No, not even not even me and Ishii and Kurgan Hall. Not even that. It's me <laughs> making an indie draw a hundred more people. <laughs> Look, it's like 500 people like yeah we have four to 500 people. that's the thing it's like it's already a successful indie i like because i guess 
it can get like whoever the champ is is like pretty big. It can get it can have him GCW as a champion. Gets five hundred people. GCW gets five hundred people uh, on their biggest shows. Right. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody's drawing for five hundred people. No. And yeah. Well, again. Yeah. That's 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 the part well, where that that's brain. Actually, that's that's actually, dreamy. No, I mean, uh, MAW Midwest All Stars draws five hundred people pretty regularly. Actually, That's yeah, I think, like a, I think the idea is that we're an indie that does really well, but we don't have any like actual buzz in like the sphere. Yeah, that's know? generally that's just that's generally how it is. Like the indies that draw really well or do good business generally don't have like buzz. Yeah, and like our one big name is the world champion. It's like let's just say it's Zack Saber Junior. because that's. Like, I haven't dreamt... I don't know who it is. I haven't gotten to the world and talked to... But it's someone like Zack Sabre Jr., let's say, right? It's someone who has, like, yeah. other dates <laughs> that they gotta yeah. do. <laughs> not, even, not even really now Zack Sabre Jr. It's more like 2017 Zack Sabre Jr. Um, yeah. so I don't know. Who, who would more, that be now? Like... More, more... More... Like, it's more likely, like, who... Like... There's not a ton of indie guys like that anymore, so it's like... It's Mike know. Bailey. Mike probably. Bailey, I guess. Yeah, Mike Bailey, maybe. Bandito, Mike, maybe Mike Bandito. Bailey, well, Bandito, Bandito signed, right? So not even him anymore. Yeah, this well, not... he's also super injured. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike Bailey's another one because he signed to TNA, but uh, maybe it's like Josh Alexander or something. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be lit. If I could choose, I'd choose him. Be... <laughs> but I, my brain doesn't choose. I guess it just. But yeah, we're, so this, we're John Alexander Marks in this in this establishment, right? So also, I mean, so we're big enough that we can draw an amount that doesn't really happen, and also big enough that, but we're small enough that there's any Kingston Ortiz match was like a big deal that we could get these guys, obviously. And so the promoter wanted to bring our you know uh, world champion in for it, but then uh, wasn't around. So I'm the number two guy now after I did well on the last show. But again, this is a this is a brand new push for me. Right, because like yeah. I just started to, I just started get started with this mid card title, and my first match isn't even a defense. It's this like, you know, super main event, and I didn't even have the match. I'm like too. I think my brain was like too worried to have the match. Like we just did the entrances, and then I woke up. So I don't even know. I don't know if I go if, <laughs> the next time I have that dream if we're gonna have the match or it's just gonna be the aftermath. I, I'm not in control. <laughs> It yeah, just cuts, smash cuts to the how much we drew or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we got eight hundred people on that show. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it's funny. I will. I'll I will keep you up with the my life right now. My my dream wrestling career <laughs> as I continue to you world say, build. You say, guys, Lawson's <laughs> wrestling dream career. Lawson's <laughs> wrestling dream. The next time I, I have a, the dream in the same world. Um, it's definitely the more fun yeah, world that I inhabit. I will every now and then just have a dream where I'm back in school, and that's like the nightmare world where I just like it's just fucking uh, boring, and like that is and I'm just like sad. And then I wake up, I'm yeah. like, thank God, <laughs> thank God, I don't, I'm not actually I get in frustrated. school. I get mad, like yeah. mad that I, that I wake up. I'm like, ah, I fucking asshole. You gave me the school dream. School again? There's a, like, there's I'm a world. See, here's like, what's I'm, crazy. Oh, go ahead. Go like, ahead. I'm not in charge. Right, yeah, it feels, yeah, exactly. Like, like, dreams, like, you act like, you act like you're not in charge of it. It's like, fucking school dream. School, yeah. Come on. What's really funny about my school dream is that, again, it's a, it's a world, right? So I keep, so every time I go back, 
instead of like being like, well, I'm not in school anymore, idiot. I'm fucking in my 30s. I go like, fuck, I still haven't graduated. <laughs> like in that world, I've like repeated yeah, like yeah, senior like, year like six times or something. <laughs> and I'm like always on the cusp. I'm always on the cusp of yeah. graduating, but not, but I haven't graduated for some reason. I'm like 26 and still in high school or something. This is really wild. Um, Damn. But yeah, I don't think that like, oh, this isn't realistic. <laughs> I just think, fuck, I keep not graduating. I keep fucking up. I gotta go back to high school again. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, pretty wild. Yeah, so, so new set, guys. Lawson's Dream Adventures. Yeah, I hope everyone. I know it's like a. I know it's like a a bit. Like everyone's like nobody likes to hear about people's dreams, but I find the the world building my brain does to be pretty hilarious. <laughs> I love I love hearing people's dreams. I love it. I I find it so fascinating to hear what the brain comes up with, like the stories your brain tells you when nobody's listening. Like yeah, that's fucking fascinating. It depends because some people have dreams that are just too unstructured to convey. You know, yeah. Some people just have dreams that are just like they're, fucking. It, um, it's all it's all feelings and emotions. Yeah, they're they're just like, what's the name of that director who makes like, made like a racer head or whatever? Or <laughs> they're just David Lynch movies. Cronenberg. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Not David Lynch movies. Yeah, they're just like Cronenberg, yeah, David, David Lynch, Lynch movies. movies. They're just like <laughs> really artsy and out there and hard to convey. Um, and I have dreams like that for sure too. But then every now and then I get one of yeah. these where it's like, just like, oh, my brain filling in a, a, another life that I'm living. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what makes you a good DM. You're like always well, world building. That's fair. That is true. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Anyway, um, should speaking of uh, world building and adventure, shall we get into this week's episode? Of Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. I'll take you there. Raise me up. Make our escape. Come on, let's go there. Hold me down. <laughs> Lift me up. Yeah, so. Uh, Nimbus. Sorry. <laughs> Alright. Episode, episode 37. We open on the, an episode recap of Goku's adventure into Frozen North, ending with Goku reaching the full power. Uh, we get a briefly cut over to Snow Sonal and her mom, who uh, are worried about Goku. And then we turn back our attention to Muscle Tower. Goku has uh, taken out all the guards uh, and is making his way around the perimeter of the tower. Over the end of the con, General White introduces himself to Goku and tells him that the village chief is on the top floor. And if he can get to him, he's welcome to come and take him. Uh, Goku enters the tower and finds that there is a. a Unbothered, off-duty Red Ribbon Garrison on the first floor. This is like such a D and D fucking thing, right? Like, I thought it's the same thing. Weak guys yeah. on the first, floor. like weak guys on the first floor. Mm -hmm. 
they're like the weak bandits. Uh, General White, General White allows uh tells, sends his men to go take care of Goku, and then turns his attention to Sergeant Major Murasaki, a quick and agile ninja. Together, they watch Goku beat up off all the off-duty Red Ribbon thugs. Very D and D like, where it's like yep. you know Wizard's Tower first level wizard bullshit, you know, and just then, uh, thugs. Yeah, General White. Yeah. Just thugs, low level thugs, first level, you know. I wish we I wish fifth edition had the minion rule. I mean they mm-hmm. do as like a kind of mod, but I honestly wish they was baked in. Minions, I think, is one of the best things that fourth edition did. Fourth we've talked about this before you had some really good ideas. A lot yeah. It was kind of ahead of its yeah, time I is, really, the, is the thing. I wish someone would like uh, yeah, I think I wish someone would take the bones off off of Fourth Edition and just like reskin it so it, you know, it works. Yeah, I I use four E stuff in my games a lot. Like I I have minions, um, I like like certain like positional stuff with the party. I try to give like the party abilities that will like complement each other uh, as like a team. Yeah, four E was like really good with that. Definitely. Um. And yeah, I mean, before it was just ahead of us. It was, you know, VTTs became more widespread during COVID, really. But um, yeah, before it was it, mentally it played on a VTT. It, so yeah, it, it kind of actually really works on VTT. Before that, you had to actually. It was like kind of a war game thing where you had to buy a bunch of shit beforehand. Like if they right. made Fourth Edition a box where they brought they like they sold you miniatures, the terrain map, the rulers. Like cards, like people right. wouldn't be, and also there, and also D and D. So like people were like, you know, they didn't, they, that was not how you played D and D up to that point. No, I think so much should just reskin and bring it back. Like honestly, just take the bones of it. I I was working on it and then I stopped working on it because it was like, fuck, I had to do like the the amount of math I had to do. Right. Uh, I basically started turning it into a different game. Like this isn't fourth edition. This is something else. Yeah. So I um, my my system of choices in this card RPG, which is like a rules light, uh, D and D thing, and I I implement a lot of four E stuff. Like I try to implement a lot of four E stuff because it spices yeah. up combat and like it's a good combat com- game. Like, yeah, it really is. And combat can be really good. So I think if you're a war gamer, I think fourth edition is kind of more in your bag than than uh D. If you box the if your whole Kickstarter presentation is, hey, we're gonna give you terrain, give you the rulers, give you the dice, and give you some miniatures with some monsters and sell it like a fucking, you know, descent mm-hmm. or a gloomhaven. Yeah. With the same rule set as fourth edition, boom, you would have a fun game. Especially I think if that came out after five E instead of before. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Because then, because then you're selling it not just to the RPG crowd, but to the board game crowd. And it's, I think it's, I think it's like, how do I put this? Like people, I think what people liked about Five E was like the rules were pretty simple, uh, like kind of, and then and also it opened Five E. The Five E crowd was brought up on a lot of role playing, I think, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But I think to also to then offer something else that's a little more like combat tactically based would be a good juxtaposition 
instead of the fact that like it came out first and was kind of rebuffed for being too much like uh uh wow right is that was it was it was compared to Warcraft right basically it was compared to what the wow yeah and like unfortunately that's that's the rep that it got and it's and it, it no one would compare it to wow now because wow now is like 15 20 years old now so like <laughs> it would just be like D and D, but more like a tactical war game, like you said. Which, like, the people who like were playing Five E want more of that would be like, oh, something different instead of now what they do, which is just more books about stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now the races don't matter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did they ever? I mean, <laughs> now we have these rule sets that's just for people who want to be on Twitch. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen. Right. Here's the thing: as a company, that's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, that's how we, you know, fucking. Apparently. That's where the money is, right? These people on Twitch are making more money than the fucking people who made that the game. Real. Fucking right. How do we well, get yeah, some of that? People on Twitch aren't getting fired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Hasbro. People aren't Pussies. Aren't... Yeah. People on Twitch aren't getting aren't getting fired by Hasbro <laughs> after they make a fucking game. God after they make it. that company millions of dollars. <sighs> the fucking audacity to fire your fucking your art staff and then try to replace it with AI art because you pieces of shit. <laughs> Just don't value like like people so fucking much. Yeah. Like the fact is they let go of their art staff so they can replace it with AI art that looks like fucking garbage. <laughs> AR has a long way to go. I don't know what they think. But no, doing. no, no. We, we can, we don't have to, we can just show, it shows you what these people believe. is. It shows you at the core who these people are. They don't value art. They don't value creativity. They don't give a shit. No. And like, these people are just fucking mutants. They're like, they're fucking mutants. They don't have a, they're not human. They're like, Honestly, I I think we should do genetic testing to make sure that these people are like like we thing? can call them something else. We don't like have we, to call them. We blood test yeah. them, <laughs> see if it burns like acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. Cause these fucking people are goddamn. They they hate they hate everything about being human. They hate humanity like at the core. John Carpenter is one of my core, favorite directors. Don't... I've decided. Yeah, I'm fair. He's he's amazing. Yeah, I I love his fucking weird shit. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, like, yeah, these are, uh, as Matt Colvin would say, the money people. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, well, you know, taking. Uh, but yeah, uh, getting back to the game. Getting back to the fucking. Yeah, it's the Muscle Tower, baby. We're ascending. Muscle Tower. Yeah, Goku and. Uh, uh, General White and Murasaki discuss Goku's potential, uh, and Murasaki points out that no one has ever defeated the man on the third floor, the man all known only as Metallic. Grand Metallic. Grand Metallic. What Grand Metallic, the king of the Quietinos. He got injured. No, I think, I think um, let's see, what do you call it? He just had a five-star match with uh, in CMLL, I think. I think it's oh, like, Sean told me he's the first. He, they, they let on. They let him go. Yeah, he's Mask of Dorado now. <laughs> yeah, but he um, Golden Mask. But he, uh, 
uh, Sean Trad shout out told me that um, it's like the first Meltzer CML five star match, which I find hard to believe because he's watched a, that motherfucker watched a lot of fucking lucha, but apparently him and yeah I think it was I, it was I forget who it was, but Masco Dorado versus somebody. Melts went big five. Anyway, so, you know, he's he's eating well, not dropping to Commander or whatever. He's doing all right. Uh, they they brought fucking this dude back from, uh... They they let Andrade come back to CMLO, which I never thought was going to fucking happen. Yep, now he's going back to the Fed, so... Adios there. Very strange. Anyway, is Masquerade is Dorado one or two? I don't know. Yeah, Master Dorado two. If it's Master Dorado two, that's a different guy. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see a two next to the match listing, so I assume right. it's the original. Mm. He beat. You know. He beat Rocky for the uh, for the lightweight championship, which is fucking. Mm-hmm. Leo, the liaison, Rocky Romero. Ooh, I gotta watch that. big match, Rocky. So okay, I gotta watch that match. Yeah, well, Ro- let's start. Yeah, Rocky's uh, been killing it lately. To go back to Muscle Tower here. Um, we'll get the other thing this reminds me of is uh, Bruce Lee's Game of Death, where if you remember the finale, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a big that's a big influence. Yeah, the finale shows our hero Bruce Lee uh, climb a five story tower, fighting various enemies on the way to the top, where he ultimately uh, clashes with Kareem uh, Abdul Jabbar. Right? Yeah. Um, Abdul Jabbar, who was who was a student of Bruce yeah. Lee. There's also a giant man with huge feet. Yep. Um, I say huge feet because I remember one of the images. Giant is when, feet. After he chest kicks Bruce. Yeah, I just, There's yeah. like a huge footprint on his yellow, his classic yellow jumpsuit. Yeah. Cream's big ass footprint on the front. Um, see, I don't know. So I don't know if this was influenced by that directly, but I wouldn't be surprised. Toriyama likes his kung fu flicks. It is because. So. Uh, uh, this thing, Metallic, is sitting in a chair just like Kareem J- Abdul-Jabbar in the uh, mm-hmm. in Game of Death. Yeah, true. So it's an homage to Game of Death. Uh, anyway, yeah, Goku, uh, if Goku survives uh, Metallic on the third floor, he gets to fight Murasaki in fourth. So Goku heads up to the fo- third floor and fights a huge dude that he must fight to continue on. Uh, Metallic attacks, but Goku dodges out of the way, knocking Metallic out with one punch! Metallic gets uh, a hold of Goku and begins to squeeze, but Goku breaks out. Uh, The next attack, Goku gives him all he got and knocks Metallic into a wall, but Metallic gets back up once again. Uh, Metallic attacks, bouncing Goku off the wall, but Goku dodges the big stomp and replies with a headbutt, taking Metallic off his feet. Hurting uh, his own head in the process. Metallic. To to mm-hmm. which he says, what is, what is this guy, made of metal? He is. So what's really interesting about this fight is we're in the future. So we know about androids and shit, right? And sure, I think, I think yeah, Benel watching the, the Japanese, because I was watching the English. Yeah. He, he's called um, Major Metallotron. In the English. Yeah, um, in the English is major Metallotron. Yeah. So, uh... 
Yeah, what, I just what does uh, Metallotron sound like in English? Though, what's like the voiceover? Um, the he voiceover? sounds like the Terminator, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's. So like a guy trying you. to be the Terminator. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's the same in the Japanese version. You know, it's funny though. I say that, but the Terminator came out after this. <laughs> that's very funny. Well, of course, but the English dubbing was done beforehand. Ah, uh, yeah, the English dubbing is after that. So yeah, you're right. So yeah, I think the guy was trying to do a Terminator impression. Because it's all I yeah, can think of. So trying solid, to do Arnold. Solid. Yeah. Um, I destroy, seek, destroy. Like, like, it's definitely robotic, but also, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, he ca- the headbutt does not work. He keeps kicking out of two, this guy. What's he made of? Yeah. My tag scans Goku's capability, and if you pause it, you can clearly read that Goku looks alien, and uh, Metallic is requesting... Uh, inquiry to analyze alien capabilities. So this what? may have set like this may have set up that Goku was at in fact not. Wait, are you for real? I did not notice this. Yeah, if you pause it, you can see you can read the text. It says "looks alien." Whoa, <laughs> this is so far away a, from Z. It could be a thing that Toriyama already thought of. It was like, oh yeah, Goku's from space. But he, I, I'm sure he wasn't thinking of developing it in Dragon Ball. <sighs> yeah, it's a scene, right? Because spoilers for all of Dragon Ball, they never explain where anything about where Goku came from. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like the first thing they do in Z. But through all of Dragon Ball, Goku's just a boy who has a tail, turns into a gorilla. They never explain that shit. <laughs> and you know what? It's totally fine. <laughs> I really like. I, I, there's nothing wrong with the fact they explain in Dragon Ball Z. I mean, it, it adds. You know, they had to go somewhere, so why not explain this, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying. I saying, huh? I'm just saying that uh, there's a couple of things in storytelling that I feel like are overrated. Uh, one is subtlety. Subtlety is overrated. I'm not saying subtlety is bad. I'm just saying it doesn't equal good all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and not being no. subtle doesn't equal bad all the time. That's, all, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Another one is character development. People throw this term around a lot. And it's like, <laughs> yes, there's obviously good character development in, in writing and fiction. But um, there's a lot of great characters that don't develop. And also there's character development that's uh, dog shit uh, sometimes. <laughs> so, and then the other one for me is like when they, they need to explain why a thing happened. Like... I always go back to, you know the movie Groundhog Day, Pinel? You ever seen that with Bill Murray? Yeah. The classic. Yeah, I've seen it. One of my favorite movies of all time. So in the original script, they explain why this happened to him. Like, he, Bill Murray's character, like, you know, is, is rude to a woman who's like a witch and puts a spell on him or whatever, right? And I'm so glad that that did not make the final cut of the movie, because who fucking cares? <laughs> like, it makes it worse to me, actually. It's not even it's, like it's who cares. Better. It actually makes it worse. It's better that it doesn't happen. It's, it's better that it's just that not explained. explained. Yeah, it's way better. Just like what? <laughs> why is this happening? Who fucking cares? That's not the point. The point isn't why. And I feel that way about Dragon Ball. Like, if Dragon Ball ended with Dragon Ball, you know, I, it's a perfect story. Like I, you know, Z is great, but I, I would never be like they never explained. Why Goku turned into a gorilla? This is bullshit. <laughs> like, I wouldn't... Anyway, I don't know if I'm alone on that, but I generally feel like 
more often than not, when people try to explain things, it's like fucking George Lucas with the Metachlorians. Like, don't explain the Force. Like, people have made this point before, right? You, you need to explain what the Force was. Nobody, no, it's not I the don't. point. Like, nobody, <laughs> doesn't make it better. Um, so anyway, that's my rant for today about storytelling. Uh, subtlety, character development, and explaining stuff. All overrated. Uh, so you may continue, Benji. <laughs> That's my soapbox. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Metallic shoots a rocket out of his mouth. Uh, and <laughs> he blows Goku's up the smithereens. The hell away. I just, sorry, I just love the Dutch position of me ranting about storytelling. It's like, yeah, so the robot blows a rocket out of his mouth at Goku. <laughs> yeah, that shit ruled. <laughs> Fuck subtlety. That shit was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. General White, General White, and Moroka and uh, Rosaki celebrate a little bit prematurely uh, before Goku uh, reveals that he's dodged the attack and unleashes his Kamehameha to put down uh, uh, Metallic. Goku beams Metallic to death, revealing that he was a robot the entire time, but even without a head. Metallic still fires a rocket fist at Goku, taking him by surprise. Oh, that was also cool. This is a fight full of false finishes. This is like a WrestleMania match. Kick out after kick the out. Back half is, the back half is false, is false finish. No heat. Yeah, I mean, the number of times Goku sure. turns around and like thinks the fight is over and, the, and then the robot keeps moving is a lot. It's because it, Goku, up to this point, this has like, never happened to Goku. Like he's he's generally like I knock people out in one punch. I don't understand what's going. He on. either one taps them or they're Master Roshi. That's like no, that's like no in between. Yeah, it's no in between. Yeah. So he, like Goku's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, he's um, uh, yeah, yeah. That happens to him. Uh, so we learned that. From General White, that, Go- that Metallic is a complete robot uh, and will stop at nothing to destroy Goku. Goku and the robot do battle, and Goku pierces the robot's hide with his power pole. Uh, Metallic punches Goku into the earth, which I always think is funny when Goku ha- when it happens to Goku. It is really <laughs> funny. It's some Looney Tunes punch shit. him into the ground. He'll punch yeah. him into the ground. It's some real Looney Tune shit. This is why, you know, and I, get, I hate to always, but like, like when people, uh, even me, right, as a, as a fan of One Piece, I, <laughs> I forget how cartoony Dragon Ball is, really, at the end of the day. It's like such, yeah. it's like so nonsense, the show <laughs> that I love. And like, sometimes I get upset with One Piece because it like will always default back to being comedically cartoony even when yeah. like i want it to be like really dramatic and shit you know and i feel like that was sometimes with dragon ball where like because dragon ball z has this rep of like being really intense with all the fights or whatever and dragon ball yeah, is really just, dramatic yeah dragon ball is just goofy like he got punched into the ground now he's flat it's straight up bugs bunny shit <laughs> oh yeah absolutely it's not serious martial arts at all no because toriyama doesn't he didn't know anything about martial arts clearly if you see the stances they take and yeah. everything they do, it's yeah, it's all homages and stuff. Yeah, 
so my metallic keeps coming. Goku kicks uh keeps Goku into the ceiling, which I think is fucking hilarious. Goku it then was. rams metallic as hard as he, as hard as he can, going through metallic. Metallic is un, undeterred. Goku readies another Kamehameha, but Metallic stops his tracks. And General White can't understand why Meca- uh, Metallic stopped moving until Murasaki points out that his batteries must have ran out. <laughs> that's, the, that's the finish. That's the finish. It's not that Goku... Yeah. I mean, maybe the damage Goku did helped drain the battery. I, I, I think it's fair to assume it probably did. But yeah. Goku did not destroy this robot. It ran out of fucking batteries. Round juice. And that's the thing. It's like, if that's the type of thing that feels you unsatisfied, then this isn't the show for you. <laughs> this is like... This not is, the show for you. This uh, is what this show's gonna do. Not every yeah, not time. Not what this show's about, bro. Yeah. Not this show's about. This show's not about fighting. It's, it's really not. It's really not, is a thing. Like, for a battle shonen, it's really about gags and silliness. Yeah. An adventure. Um... But, so, is this fair to say, this is, this guy, uh, uh, Metal, what's his name, Metalatron? Metallic. Metallic. Yeah, Metallic. So, is he the first, Dr. Jiro made him, right? Yeah. So this is the first Dr. Jiro creation we come across, probably. Yeah. And he's a full robot, he's not like, he's not an android, he's like a full robot. He's a full machine. Well... I think that's a, that's a pretty big milestone, I think. <laughs> Finding one of Jiro's creations. Yeah. Because this motherfucker, Jiro, is uh, going to stick around for a while. <laughs> yeah. He's technically, his legacy lives on today. It's his fucking grandson was the heel of the, the that movie that came out two years ago. Oh, was he? Yeah, or last summer yeah, when I me and Katie yeah, Alex really. went to see it. Yeah, it was... Uh, time flies, I can't remember. I think it was... Maybe two summers ago. Yeah, it was Jiro's grandson, I, I think, is his grandson. He makes, like, the new androids. They're called something else, I think, but... Yeah. Anyway, this is, uh, this is the milestone, baby, Jiro. So, Goku finally can move on. One of my favorite parts of this fight is after he Kamehameha's his head off, he then bows and says, you were a tough opponent. And then as he goes to leave, yeah, he gets kicked into the fucking ceiling. But the way the robot kicked him was like funny, like like comedically timed, like you know it, you know what's great about it is also like there's a part where Metallic, I don't know what happens in the in American version, the Japanese version, like after Metallic thinks he, he's blown up Goku, he just goes peace, peace, yes, peace. In the English version, he says victory when he does the two. That's pretty cool. The the V he does the because it's like a yeah. fighting game. It's like a fighting game character in a fighting game pose. Yes, yeah, he's doing the after you win a street fighter, you do the pose while like all the numbers come up for yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. He blew he blew the hole in the wall and he does the victory victory victory. <laughs> um, the ninja Murasaki is on his way to guard the fourth floor. And, yeah, and then Goku, Goku's on his way up to the fourth floor, uh, uh, to do battle, and that's that ends the episode. <laughs> uh, Colonel Murasaki, I, is he a colonel or a major? The, the ninja guy, they say. 
Murataki is Sergeant Major. Sergeant Major. Oh, so he's like... Okay. Interesting. Um... Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> From what I remember, Goku versus Murasaki is a uh, gaggle of laughs, just a barrel. Yeah, a barrel of joy. That's gonna, yeah, we're gonna have a great. We're gonna have a great time. Um, well, if you want to email the show, uh, any questions or uh, comments, or if you want to uh, advertise with us, you can send us an email at ballnutsuper@gmail.com. Uh, that's uh, ballnutsuper@gmail.com. Sponsors. Uh, this segment where we rate the episode, <laughs> you know, uh, out of seven dragon balls, how many would you give this here episode of Muscle Town? Uh, uh, I think four, four dragon balls. It's a little long in the tooth, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the turn around, get hit. I think maybe the little. They did that a lot. You know, they did it four times. They could have yeah. done it. They did. They could have done three, and we would have been fine with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but four solid fight. Not the uh, solid fight, but there's going to be a better one coming. Yeah, I'm going to go five because I agree with you about they kept doing false finishes. They spam the false finishes. But yeah. I'm not going to hold it against it because it's like the first time they did that sort of kind of structure, you know? Yeah. Um,. I'm not going to hold it against it as much, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, I definitely wouldn't go any higher than five, though, just because of that. Um, I'm also going to deduct a thing, because what happened on the second floor? <laughs> they just cut a floor out. Uh, the second floor, he already... He like, no, here's the thing. He jumped onto the balcony on the second floor. And he, and oh, he did. You're right. So he yeah. uh, he skipped the first floor. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Okay, so he started on the second floor. I still feel like we lost the floor, though. Like, I would have liked another Fair. thing, you know? <laughs> Why have it be five stories if you're just going to skip one of the floors, right? Just, just make it four stories. And also, I like Goku in the, the winter wear. I thought that was cool. Yeah, uh, like, uh, yeah, that's a fun fun Goku. The other thing that this animation... This is, you know, an early showcase of adults just being really willing to beat up a child. Like, when he enters that second yeah. floor... The one guy, in the English, he goes up to him and he says, We're going to teach you about sharing, kid. See, this is how it works. First, I'm going to beat the piss out of you. Well, he doesn't say piss, but he's, First, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. Then my other friends will get a turn. It's like, you're going to gang beat up a child? Like, <laughs> like you're, what? <laughs> what type of fucking people are you? Like, <laughs> Where did you come from? Um, but yeah, um, well, that's super at gmail.com. You want to advertise with us, uh, for $20, uh, I will advertise your show, your product, whatever you got. You want to sell us a gun or not, not sell us a gun, sell a gun. <laughs> I'm not in the market, but, uh, somebody else might want one and I'll sell it. I don't fucking care. I'm not responsible. Um, <laughs> With that, it's time to get to our favorite segment of every week. It's plugs. Plug time. I hear that train coming. Hey, Benel, tell the people at home about you and your wares. Guys, uh, you can uh, look me up on Instagram at ham underscore wrestler. 
for more ham underscore wrestler uh show on the 24th where a special capitalist pig will be wrestling Dro doobie uh in brooklyn let me find let me find that information out lawson let them know where uh, they can find you of course or, like, find my information well that's you're looking for that i'll tell you this you want to support the show patreon.com slash bos pod we got dragon ball gt back there Uma Musume Pretty Derby, uh, Jeremy, Alex, and Katie talk about a lot of other stuff, like uh, Tenchi Muyo, is that the one, the harem one? I shouldn't, I shouldn't yeah, false advertise, but I I think that's what it was. Um, and then there was also uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! that uh, me, Alex, and Katie did a lot of, but also me and Hannah Harkness now picking it up in Battle City. Baby, we're in the finals uh, which means it's time for the big boys to come out and play with their big decks and their big monster cards and their Egyptian god cards. They're still fucking big. Uh, Benel, uh, do you have your info? I got the info right here. All right. Uh, so, yeah, February 24th uh, at Erica's uh, 111.04 Broadway in Brooklyn, New York. Special show, uh, Dante Lux presents Tussle Fest. Where a certain Joe Doobie will be wrestling a certain capitalist PIG. Uh, there's bands, there's poetry, $20 at the door, $15 pre sale, doors at seven, performance at eight. Come through, come watch a show. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. People are going to have some fun. Yeah, Joe uh, Doobie, I like that guy. He's going to show you the meaning of his kicks. I mean, show capitalist pig. The meaning of his kicks. Uh, yeah, patreon.com slash BOSpod once again, support us. It's only $5 to get you all that content that I said before. All that fucking juicy content. And that's it for now, everybody, and uh, <laughs> we will see you here next week for another episode and more balling out. Super Adios. I'm not so smart or experienced. Here, take my heart. Consider yourself unconditionally loved. Cause we will make mistakes. We are only human. I will love you anyway I may kick and scream Try and pull you down with me Cause you love me anyway I wish I knew a thing about love, love, love. I wish I knew a thing about love, 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 love Maybe the right one will come along We won't have to Fight about how you're right and I'm wrong But baby, I don't feel like waiting that long So consider yourself Unconditionally loved And we will make mistakes We are only human I will love you anyway. 
will kiss your eyes I will read you stories I will love you anyway I wish I knew a thing about love, love, love I wish I knew a thing about love, 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 love So what you're holding me I wish I knew a thing about love